This is Reno Levison, executive producer at ChicagoBroadcastingNetwork.com. My wife, Julie, who is uh, director of the Lakeshore Music Studio, and I were on hand Friday, January 27th, 2023, at Lighthouse Art Space to celebrate the 267th birthday of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, which included a sneak peek kickoff of the newest experiential exhibit, Mozart Immersive, The Soul of a Genius. Before the doors opened to the general public and VIP guests, I had an opportunity to record an exclusive interview with the production's musical director, Maestro Constantine Orbelian, which you will hear shortly. By the way, the musical lead-in that you just heard was a live recording of Mozart's Ina Klein and Nacht music, performed as a duet by Julie and her teaching associate, Edith Gwyn Smith, at a recent Lakeshore Music Studio recital. Once the festivities began for the Lighthouse Art Space Mozart birthday party, VIP guests were treated to complimentary flutes of Prosecco and delicious bite-sized pieces of Eli's cheesecake. Hey, what's a birthday party without a cake? Past art space presentations have featured the works of visual artists such as Van Gogh and Frida Kahlo. The unusual multimedia exhibits employ cutting-edge projection techniques to create a 360-degree immersive visual experience. This particular Mozart presentation is the first to feature a musician, requiring the producers to partner with an expert creative team to craft dreamlike 18th-century-inspired imagery. Yeah, I'm Will Gaudet with uh, Carol Fox and Associates, and I am a publicist uh, working on the Lighthouse Art Space Chicago account. So the full name is uh, Mozart Immersive, the Soul of a Genius, and it's the newest offering from Lighthouse Immersive, uh, the same company behind Immersive Van Gogh, Immersive Frida Kahlo, and a lot of other uh, immersive experiences. And this one's going to be exclusive to Chicago, so it's not planned to go anywhere else now. It's uh, quite an exclusive experience, and this is also one of the first... Uh, projection shows where the music is the starting point and the visuals are crafted around it, whereas in the past we've sort of seen uh, a lot of artists in their work and their life that have been the subject of, uh, of, of these experiences. And this one, it's really music that you start with, and they created visuals around it. And they were using um, Midjourney AI, which is a AI image generator to create the visuals for it. They sort of used it as a tool, to taking the music and considering themselves what prompts to use to try to generate images that would match. So the show premieres on March 10th, uh, and tickets are on sale now at MozartImmersive.com. Mozart Immersive will have its world premiere here in Chicago, March 10th, 2023, at the Lighthouse Art Space on the corner of Clark and Germania Place, with no immediate plans for the exhibit to travel to other cities. All the more reason to be sure to check it out now. Terry Hemmert of WXRT Radio acted as host and MC for the Birthday Bash with live music by the Ryan Center Ensemble featuring basso vocalist William Clay Thompson singing an aria from Don Giovanni with Chris Reynolds on piano.
the excellent young singer and pianist duo, were followed by an expert chamber ensemble comprised of four string players from the music of the Baroque, performing two Mozart compositions, the ever-popular Eine Kleine Nacht music and Divertimento in D major. From the first attack of the first chord, we knew we were in for something special. The experiential projected images at times thoughtfully incorporated the monochromatically painted architectural interior features of the former Germania Club that is home to the art space. For instance, the inside frames of what had once been actual windows to the outside were replaced by projected vintage images of the Austrian countryside, adding to the enjoyment of the string ensemble by transporting us back in time to a place that might have hosted an elegant soiree, perhaps in a stately home or castle of one of Mozart's benefactors. The final production will be a kind of retrospective of the highlights of the short life of Mozart, who died from a sudden illness at the age of just 35. The program integrates video reenactments with live actors alongside the animation. Many will be delighted to see legendary dancer and actor Mikhail Baryshnikov in the heart-rending role of Mozart's father, Leopold, who is credited for launching Mozart's early career. He then became estranged from his son later in life. Constantine Orbelian, music director and principal conductor of the New York City Opera, joined Terry on stage to discuss the production. The music arranged by composer Luca Longobiardi that will accompany the Mozart immersive production was recorded by the Lithuanian Connus City Symphony Orchestra under the baton of Maestro Orbelian, where he is chief conductor. Let's take a listen to my conversation with the maestro. Uh, this is Reno Lovison, executive producer with Chicago Broadcasting Network, and I'm here talking to Constantine Orbilian, who is the... And the music director and principal conductor. Okay, music yeah. director and principal conductor in New York Opera Company? New York City Opera. New, New York, York City, City Opera, Opera. Yes. Today we're here to talk about the immersive Mozart experience and Maestro Orbelian is the music director for this program. He's going to talk to us uh, about that experience. So if you would begin maybe just by telling me a little bit about what's your life like you know, during the opera season and then when you're off season, and what do you do with yourself? Well, I mean, uh, you know, what can I possibly say? The musician's life is, uh, you know, we're traveling salesmen in our own ways. <laughs> and I'm also... Uh, Besides New York City Opera, I'm also the chief conductor in Kaunas, Lithuania. So in Lithuania, uh, there's a fantastic orchestra in Lithuania, and I did a lot of the recording for this particular show in Lithuania, in Kaunas, with my orchestra there. So this, you know, it's a wonderful opportunity uh, to do this incredible Mozart music, and also uh, the original compositions based on music of Mozart by Luca Lambergoni who's uh, one, the music director actually they, he's one and Massimiliano and I forgot his name uh, <clears throat> the guy who does the video yes okay. so the two the two Italian fantastic geniuses who put these shows together you know so we've been working together with them and then you know editing and all of those things so we have some I mean what couldn't be better than the music of Mozart yeah, absolutely yeah. Tell me a little bit about the process. So 
you mentioned the two gentlemen who were involved mm-hmm. with uh, both the uh, arranging of the music and also the creation of the uh, artwork and video. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely important to the whole That's production, right? right? So uh, how does this work? Did they send you the images? Did you have a video? Uh, who does the timing? Do you do the timing? Do they do the timing? How does no, all that they, work? They told me exactly what I need to record because I haven't seen the video. I have not seen it yet, so I'll see a snippet of it today with all of us, uh, today, you know, at this uh, press opening, and then we'll see the whole thing in a month when it actually opens up. Okay. Uh, So I have not seen it, uh, seen anything. I'm very intrigued myself. I mean, it's, you know, when you do an immersive Van Gogh, you understand that they're going to be doing, you know, using the paintings. What do you do with Mozart? I mean, there's just... Absolutely. Yeah, there's... I mean, I'm very intrigued to see how how they do this show, which is, uh, you know, the music of a genius. I'm just very interested. Yeah, and that's fascinating to me because um, I was I was wondering if you were sitting there watching the video and sort of like timing is it kind of like overdubbing like you might yeah, do for a I film. Yeah, that would have been but, really fun, but I yeah. was never given that opportunity. <laughs> okay. So it's all a proprietary secret as as Wow, <laughs> I think that's pretty exciting. Okay. So some of the questions I ask you may not really apply uh, might be a little bit of a mystery to you yourself because I was saying uh, as a as a video creator I do video so one of the things that happens for me is when I lay the music on something magical happens all of a sudden everything seems to tie together the music really creates a through line that brings the whole production together you know and we all, we often say music drives the sure. the video you know so I was going to ask you, but I'm not sure if you have the answer to this. I was going to ask you, what do you think the images bring to the music? Do you have an opinion about that? Or I don't ex- know what the images are. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just as intrigued as you are because, um, again, I saw the other shows. I saw the Frida Kahlo show. I saw the, the uh, Van Gogh show. I saw you know a couple of the other things that uh, they've been doing, but I have never seen this, so I don't, I'm, I don't know. I would love to tell you but i okay. i can't i can't spill well, any beans maybe we'll maybe we'll uh get together again in a month after this is actually Absolutely. going you know yeah. um here's one of the things uh, my wife julie who mm-hmm. i've introduced you to is here with us um is the director of the lakeshore music studio and she's a pianist and very often she'll say to me oh you know these kids bring in classical pieces that they've heard uh while playing a video game Mm. And uh, so it's interesting that video games are, you know, introducing young people to classical music. Well, thank goodness. Somebody is. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or something is. So this experience is also using technology to introduce people to, um, you know, to maybe they're not familiar with Mozart. Many people who come to this, I think, you know, it may be something new to them. Sure. Uh, so where do you think technology and this whole idea of visual arts uh, fits into the future scheme of, uh, of concerts as, as we go forward? I mean, do you, do you think there'll be a day when we'll be projecting images in the concert hall ceiling as we go to see it? Or what's the future well, of the concert Well, you know, hall? they use, they use uh, video projections in opera all the time now. And, you know, as we know, uh, there are films that, you know, you see with the original film and then a live orchestra is playing the music. So we have that component already uh, quite a bit. Um, This summer, for instance, I'm doing uh, Don Pasquale uh, uh, opera in in Napa and uh, this fantastic uh, director who does in particular uh, video uh, 
uh, backgrounds. Backgrounds. John yeah, uh, Romain Vesperini mm-hmm. uh, does a brilliant job of bringing all of this to life, and it's you know you all you need is the LED screen and a couple of pieces of furniture, so you're not dragging huge sets anywhere and all that sort of well, thing. Well, and so, it adds a new dimension. And, and you know, and you can. Uh, it's easily mobile. See, that's that's the the good thing. I mean, the the days of transporting huge sets across the ocean and all that sort of thing, I think, are you know going away. Well, <laughs> it was the technology of the day. Yeah, sure. And as a video uh, producer myself, uh, it's very exciting, and and I do get a chance to see the opera here, and uh, when we do have video projections here and at various theater productions, I I find that really. You know, really interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. It opens um, up a new dimension. Yeah, I'm glad you get to uh, look up and see it every now and then. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Not just stuck down in the pit with no yes. idea what's going on upstairs, yeah. right? I was going to ask you a little bit about the future of artificial intelligence, since this is a technology program, and interestingly, the PR people here have made a point of saying that they've used artificial intelligence to create mm. much of the visual imagery that we will mm. eventually see. Do you have any opinion about artificial intelligence as it uh, pertains to music and music well, creation? It, it's, it's totally fascinating and uh, to see what one can create. I mean, obviously a person creates that artificial intelligence mechanism in the technology but to see how that then feeds on itself is absolutely fascinating. I think we see that in uh, not only in music but in medical research and all kinds of things. I mean, the way that things progress uh, with uh, biology, even and, and those things, when the computer can actually find uh, the reasons for certain diseases to exist because sure. because they can do it much quicker than they than any person could in a petri dish, right? Yeah. But here you have. Uh, Still, you have the genius of a genius of uh, the creative thing that some someone's born with, right? So you can't replace that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd be hard-pressed to say that we're going to get another Mozart out of a computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine, I, I'm, I tend to be more with you than not in this particular case, but I think there are people who would argue with us to say, hey, that's exactly what artificial intelligence is about. Well, we'll see. And we'll see, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, just for fun, though, it makes me think that, do you do anything uh, electronically yourself? I mean, do you no. use... You don't, no. okay. Because, you know, one of the things that's real popular with sports people today is to, you know, create a dream team. Uh, baseball team or football team or something I wondered if you had any thoughts about creating a, a dream team if you could pick any of your musicians from the last 75 years and be able to you know create it uh, digitally does that uh, intrigue you or I mean, I'd like leave to, it I'd for like someone to else experiment sure <laughs> I mean it sounds like an interesting project uh, again I don't know what I'd come up with yep. and how long lasting that particular piece would be so uh you know, again, it would be here, kind of here we're, we're looking at Bach and Beethoven and, uh, you know, again, Mozart that we're here to see today. And this music is there forever. Yeah. So that's a great segue into your pianist. And uh, so what's your uh, personal relationship with Mozart? Well, my personal relationship is that it's incredibly difficult to play Mozart well. <laughs> uh, that, that I can tell you for a fact. <laughs> I played many of the piano concertos, and of course, some piano sonatas and various other works. And uh, I must have played the, the certain concerti that you can do just with strings. I must have done them, you know, a few hundred times. 
around the world with my when I was conducting the Moscow Chamber Orchestra. So I was living in in Russia and touring with the orchestra. We were doing fifty concerts a year here in the United States. And anyway, I have a lot of recordings of all you know Mozart adagios and then Mozart various other works. And uh, so it's, it's you know it's genius. You know you play it and you thought how did somebody come up with that? Yeah. And then you look at how did he actually write all of that music down for that short span of his lifetime? Yeah. And let's face it, you know, if he started writing at age 15, I don't think he was, you know, he couldn't have been two or three. I mean, maybe he was writing something, but, you know. Uh, but the amount of music these people produced. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 I still can't understand exactly how he found the time to do that and to, if you look at those scores, it's very rare that there's a note out of place. If you look at the original manuscripts. So it's really an ama amazing feat. Yeah. Do you remember your first Mozart piano piece? This is for yes. Julie, this is for Julie's <laughs> students. You know, they want to hear you say that, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the little Mozart variations on Avoudirage uh, Maman, you know. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, so that, They're I think not that, so little. That's right, yeah, I remember playing that. Um, and it must have been something else when I was like five years old. But I mean, that I've even played. There's a, a Waxman, I think. Was it Donald Waxman or somebody did an orchestral accompaniment to that? And I played that a number of times uh, with orchestra when I was a little kid. But uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's nice um, for people to hear that, you know, you start out young and you progress as you get, That's you know, right. I mean, you, you know, you learn. And, it, and Mozart's there with you every step of the way, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, as a conductor, does Mozart present any particular challenges to the orchestra? You know, Again, different than anyone else? Or? Not, not, not particularly. I mean, you have to uh, sometimes correct. Uh, well, thankfully, I was when I was in Russia, I would kind of correct stylistic things that may have been a little bit, you know, a longer bow, for instance, that they would use in more old-fashioned style. We've, we've. Uh, you know, Mozart isn't Baroque, so I mean, it's a completely different thing. But you know, sometimes uh, the older, the older group, even if you listen to old uh, Leopold Stokowski recordings and things like that, they play it in a more heavy manner. Uh, I think it's much more buoyant and, and lively as Mozart, I believe, was at least from those various uh, snippets of his life that we do know. Um, uh, and and remembrances of, of various people. So, yeah. Here, you know, my I, I'm communicating with the Chicago audience. My one question is: I know you grew up in San Francisco. Yes. And are you currently living in New York, or do you? I live in New York and in San Francisco. And in San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. And have you been to Chicago before? Oh, many times. Many times. I've okay. performed here a number of times. Great. And what do you think of the city? Do you have? Oh, any? I love Chicago. I love Chicago, and I love Orchestra Hall, and um, one of my great comrades and artists that I worked with for 20 years was the wonderful baritone Dmitry Korostovsky. And so we performed probably three or four times at Orchestra Hall. And uh, I mean, it was just always a wonderful experience. I toured a lot with him. Great. And any favorite places here aside from Orchestra Hall that you like to visit? And or any restaurants? I won't yeah. mention which ones. but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any oh, good Armenian restaurants that you know of? I'm sure there are. As a matter of fact, I was, uh, you know, hoping that 
some of my Armenian friends would would come yeah. to uh, you know to you know be in be in Chicago at the time, but some of them are out of town today. They'll be yeah. back for the actual opening, uh, which is I'm not even sure exactly which date it is, but I think it's like a couple of three weeks or something yeah. like that. I'm surprised I don't have the answer to that question, but I often say there you are. can travel the world in Chicago. We have so many ethnic restaurants, and I'm sure there's some good Armenian. Ones. Oh yeah. The last question, which maybe you can answer, I don't know. Uh, do you think there's any way that people should prep if they're going to come and see this? Is there anything maybe they should know ahead of time? And what do you think people should take away from this? I guess you can say from the musical aspect, if not from the whole well, experience. All the music is, of course, genius, and it's uh, um, some of the most famous pieces of Mozart that are going to be presented in this show. And then you'll see, um, you know, what music uh, Luca has morphed into his composition so you'll, you'll hear a little bit of Ina Klein and Mach music you'll hear a little bit of something else you'll hear something else so you'll, you'll have uh, this opportunity to whet your appetite so to speak for more of an immersive personal experience with Mozart once you actually see this and it will I'm sure generate a lot of uh, wonderful stuff in your imagination and uh, you take it from there it's all up to the person themselves great it's such a fabulous place what a wonderful venue yeah this is the old this Germania club Germania club yeah. and a uh, great venue great place and I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, seeing the show and I'm sure it's going to be a huge success yeah well thank you very much well thank you this was a thank pleasure you. it was a lot of fun just to spend some time Tickets are on sale now at MozartImmersive.com. Lighthouse Art Space Chicago is at 108 West Germania Place, off Clark Street, just one block south of North Avenue. If you're interested in making music of your own, consider piano lessons at the Lakeshore Music Studio at Sandberg Village, just one block away from the Lighthouse Art Space, serving the Old Town, Gold Coast, Lincoln Park area. As always, if you need audio or video assistance for your business or organization, check out renoweb.net. This is Reno Lovison, executive producer of ChicagoBroadcastingNetwork.com, reminding you to please take a moment to like, share, or subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed this episode. Also, go ahead and click on one of the other episodes, such as the Gold Coast Walking Tour or the interview with Mark and Sarah Mosley, co-directors of the Windy City Winds. Let's go ahead and let Julie and Edith from the Lakeshore Music Studio close out this episode with a little more of their Mozart duet.